Adam, you were this at this race. Is, this story is classic. You were at this race. We were staying together. We were setting up our tires for the fat tire crit because you can put slicks on. You have to race your mountain bike, but you can put slicks on. And I'm literally pumping up my tires and ask Adam and the other guys we were staying with, like, I put my road tires up to like 100. Can I do that on my mountain bike? And they were like, yeah, sure, do it. But they were being sarcastic, and I didn't get the sarcastic part of it. So I literally pumped my tires up to like 80 PSI. We ride down to the pro riders meeting. While we're sitting in the pro riders meeting, everybody's there, like Keegan, Howard Grotz, um, Kate Courtney, everybody that could be named an American mountain biking was sitting in this room, Jeff Kabush. Uh, and I, and I'm in there and all of our, all, everybody rides to these meetings. So everybody's bikes are like out there on the bike rack. And like, right as the meeting is ending. (sighs) What up party people? In case you were worried about Dizzle after last weekend, Don't worry, he's all good and he's back in the studio with us this week. We talked a lot of randomness tonight, mostly driven by listener questions, so thank you all for sending those in. If you have any more questions or just general feedback for the show, find us on the Instagram machine at Scott McGill Jr., Dylan Johnson, Dizzle Dillman, or Adam Saban 6. We've also got a Bonk Bros page, so hit us up there. You can also drop a note to bonkbrospodcast at gmail.com. Yes, Theo, you want a waffle? All right. I've got to get back to hanging with my kids. So let's get this Bonk Bros party started. What, do you got a cold or something? You got the sniffles? I do have a cold, actually. Really? Dude, I think oh, I might have a cold. I think I might be getting a cold. Like, I don't have a cold right now, but I just feel something in my throat. Common. I had it's a cold not good. last week. It's just going around. Yeah. At least I think it's, I guess. Yeah, it's- dude. Scott, where is your where's your bush camo? Why are you drinking tea? I'm taking a little sabbatical from from the old drinking. What till nationals? Because there's, there's a race coming up. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sick. It's probably not the best thing. Probably. Yeah. Um. So so should should we just drop the news now? Drop it. What's the drop news? Drop it. It's Giving Tuesday. We have news. Yeah, the Dude, news. I've never the- I. Has anybody else heard of Giving Tuesday? I swear I've never heard of this before. I heard of it today. Yeah, and not before today, right? You know, I was talking to somebody about this. If it's Black Friday, then it's Small Business Saturday, then it's Cyber Monday. If you participate in all those things, you're going to have no money left to give away on Tuesday. Because you already spent it all. <laughs> That's why Giving Tuesday is the last one. <laughs> well, as you put it, like, before Thanksgiving, when everyone's in, like, the hot, you know, like, everyone's pissed after Thanksgiving. <laughs> No, it's it's set up that way so that like when you get done spending six grand on Christmas gifts, you're like, oh, I feel so bad about myself. I'm just gonna give twenty bucks to the local charity. See, I'm the complete opposite. If I spent <laughs> any amount of money on Christmas gifts, I'd be like, shit, I just spent all my money. I gotta stop. I don't think most people even use Black Friday and Cyber Monday for gifts. They probably just buy stuff for themselves. That's probably the. I, there are a lot of people that buy gifts on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. What I are tried you to do with it till Christmas. Dude, I I think all gift I think all Christmas gift giving should should take place on New Year's Day, so you can take take advantage of the real discounts which come on December 26th. Um, Scott is totally wow. the kind of guy that does his Christmas shopping like the day before. Yeah. You got to do 2 days before or else you don't get that 
two-day shipping on Amazon Prime. Procrastination is like a thing to help you save time because if you only give yourself a certain <laughs> amount of time, you have to get it done. Yeah, in that certain amount for of sure. Time. Efficiency goes up. Yeah. Yeah, there's like the there's like a there's like, what is that called? There's like a name for that. It's it's something. Yeah, that's the amount thing. of time that it takes to do something is the amount of time that you have to do it, or something like that. The what? The amount of time that it takes to do something is the amount of time that you have to do it. So if you've got all day to do something, you'll take oh, all yeah. day to do it. But if you've got an hour to do something, you'll bust it out in an hour. Yeah. Hmm. I wish it sounds that was like true. something Drew would have like read a book about. It. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> I wish that like, was Matt true. Matt Fitzgerald didn't. Matt Fitzgerald never talked about that, so <laughs> Drew didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. So that's probably why I haven't read it, read about it. I can't it do a three. It doesn't. I make can't sense? do a, a three hour ride in two hours. Like, All right, well, maybe not ride. like a ride, but like a task. Like. Yeah. I gotta like cook dinner, dude. No, I mean you, you have can. all day to cook dinner. You're gonna make some That's elaborate meals. It's, called, some it's shit. called sweet spot base, man. Just cram oh, it all yeah. in a sweet spot. Road do crab. a three hour endurance yeah. ride, dude. And a two it, hour sweet of, spot ride. Instead of like accumulating a hundred TSS over whatever three hours or something, just accumulate a hundred TSS over one hour. Yeah. Have you guys ever TT. done that? Have you broken the 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 TSS algorithm on Training Peaks? Yeah, I just lower my FTP by 50 right before I go to ride. <laughs> Dude, that's cheating. <laughs> I don't think I have. I don't, I can't recall ever doing that. May I mean, maybe when I was like younger and my TS or my FTP was set incorrectly, but hmm. I find that most I, people. I usually have, do with, with like a 30 30 workout. Mm, I'll, I'll really? 100, 100 TSS before I hit an hour. That's wow. when it would happen, right? I guess. I mean, yeah. Cool. Well, um, yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah. So, it's giving oh, yeah, Tuesday. You never, where I was you never getting at the news. With that <laughs> is we are launching a Patreon program. So, so give us all your money. <laughs> it's Giving yeah. Tuesday. Basically, sure basically, Scott is like, I don't want to do this podcast if I'm not getting paid. So, if you guys want to keep hearing Scott on this podcast, you got to give him money. I could use the money to pay for goddamn cyclocross nationals, mm, the parking, right? The parking, the entry fee. <laughs> I think it's going to cost me like close to $1,000 to do the Nationals. Dude, but at least they got a sick prize purse. Of $0? <laughs> yeah, dude, that jersey, man. And that you get no is, pre-ride? Jersey's priceless. Yeah, no pre-ride sucks. Yeah. Or the pre-ride, it's like you're like, it's li- like I'm better off like looking at a map of the course and just like looking at where it goes. <laughs> yeah, so that that's why that's why like ten years ago a lot of the pros would do the single speed race on Saturday to like get a preview you get of the actually course. Ride the course. You get you get yeah, you get an actual thirty minute pre ride. Mm-hmm. Um and then it faded out for a while, but it seems like single speed category is gonna be pretty stacked this year. I was yeah, thinking about this. talking about it as if people like care. <laughs> what about the nineteen to twenty nine <laughs> category? Don't they even give a like a jersey out for that? No, race? it's not non-championship race. So what about the non-pros who are 19 to 29? They don't get – there's not a national what? champion? No. I'm a cat too. Yeah, but Drew, what about – they do that Drew, in the mountain had, bike. They do that for mountain biking. There's a pro and there's a there's a national 19 to 29 uh, national champion. Yeah, I'm not – I'm actually not sure why they don't do a, a 19 to 29 national champion because they, they do a masters which starts at like 30 or something. Drew, we actually had this discussion on the podcast. We actually had this discussion on the podcast a while ago. How do you feel about 
like all these five-year increment age group categories at a national championship. I mean, I think it's bogus, but I'm saying if there if there was a 19 to 29, and, and I could do it and get a jersey and a proper pre-ride, you could you could just do it and get a proper pre-ride and some I don't know pseudo bragging rights, and you could have 150 less dollars. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I'd have to get there like three days earlier. Unless we get this Patreon going, it's probably on like Tuesday, and I don't want to. No, it's on. It's on Friday. It's on Friday. Okay, and it's at eight a.m. Yeah. Are you going or something, Adam? How do you know this? Because I'm I'm a I coach athletes who are. Oh oh oh! There we go. <laughs> are you going? Strategy, go? bro. Are you going? No, I'm not going, dude. I haven't ridden my bike since November fourth. Yeah, the first time I met you was at a cross race, and now you don't even do cross. How sad. Yeah, it is sad. If we get this Patreon going and I can actually pay to do a proper cyclocross season, then we will. Cross is the most expensive one. Dude, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty expensive. Especially where I live, like, I have to fly to most of the races, and, like, flying with two bikes and, you know, three wheel sets. Yeah. It's, like, every weekend is, like, 1200 bucks. Next year, I'm going to do what I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to call it. I'm going to do convenient cross only the races that are convenient, like less than six hours from my house. Dude, I, I think Ben Frederick is my hero. (laughs) So I, I I started, I started doing single speed cross like three years ago exclusively. Like I haven't ridden a geared bike in a cross race in a long time. Um, And I was like, man, it's just so much better. Like you don't have to worry about stuff breaking. Like you, you can just bring one bike most of the time. And Ben Frederick's doing it this year. He's like he's raced exclusively a single speed, and I'm he hoping in, it catches on. He was in yeah. front of me for half of a race at one of the UCI races we did, and when I passed him, I was like embarrassed. I'm like, how has he been in front of me for 30 minutes on a uh, single until you've speed? raced until you've raced extensively on a single speed in cyclocross? You you don't really appreciate that it's not actually that much slower. Yeah, like it's yeah. He was ripping. it's marginally I mean, slower. Yeah, agreed. He also switches onto his geared bike usually. Does he? Sometimes. Well, I used to. I used to ride a single speed mountain bike, and if it's if it's the right trail, it's yeah, it's probably it's probably the same speed. It has to be the right trail. Yeah, though. If, if, the there's, if there's like a lot of like really high gear. speed stuff where you're going to be spun out, or there's something really super steep where you're going to be grinding. Walking. But if it's like a if it's like a flowy trail, uh, it's really not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Well, so all so, these people. Doing single speed nationals, they just have a single speed line around, or what? You just gotta like build one up, dude. I don't, yeah, I mean, probably looks like Bruner. Bruner's got a single speed. What he's doing it? Uh, oh. I I'd be surprised if he actually did. Dang. Um, but I mean, he he raced. I don't know. There was a picture of him racing last weekend at a, a dude, home race. There on a single serious, speed. Is there nice. seriously no time in the day that they can let? people pre-ride the course like it's no, it's filled up every single like hour of the day there's pre-rides Dude, it, but if it's not a uci only pre-ride here's what happens water. is they do the pre-rides <laughs> right after like the 10 to 12 girls race so you start your pre-ride at at 10 30 and you only have till 10 45 to do your pre-ride or 20 minutes or whatever but the last 10 to 12 girl <laughs> is still on the course and you can't pass her or you feel like a total a hole and so you've got like a hundred people you've got one little 12 year old on her cross bike and you've got a hundred people just herded behind her for a whole lap and by the time she finishes the pre-ride is over yep what 
Yeah. Swear that happens every year. I think every year that's yeah. exactly what happened. And then right, last so, year, so I, there I was pulled like it a up. Windstorm or something last year, and they canceled like a bunch of races. So they took away the pre rides that they had scheduled, like the UCI only pre ride. So, and then there was this women's only pre ride that was like, I don't know, earlier in the day on the, on the day that the women 1045 to 1105 is what the minutes. UCI only. UCI elite women only practice. Yeah. And then the men, but then the men's pre-ride is like right before the race when you're like trying to warm up. One forty like, to 2 PM. The race is at two thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like getting on the trainer and crap. <laughs> yeah, that's and then like they do terrible. a 10 and under non championship race at two o'clock. Right. Another thing is that they start they give them a championship. <laughs> if you're 10 and under, <laughs> they start calling up so early for all the races that like halfway through the pre-ride, they've already called up the next race. So you can't even ride through the start finish. Last year in uh, Chicago, the first time I the first time I rode the start stretch, like the first two turns, which were on the pavement, was during the start of our race because every time I tried to go do it, they'd have us people lined up ready to race. Dude, you want to know what I did last year for for my pre ride? Um, and I, if you're going to take this advice, don't <laughs> don't blame me if you get in trouble, but. The course closes at 4.15 on Thursday and Friday. That's just when you do your pre-ride. That, after it closes. Yeah. Ain't nobody out there. Yeah, why don't you just go out there with lights at like 8 o'clock? That's what, that's 8 what I did. I rode, till, I, I rode literally until I couldn't see anymore. I didn't have lights, but yeah, I pre-rode for 45 minutes or so. That's probably the strategy. That's what you did last year? Yeah. I feel like I was afraid of getting like locked in the park or something. Like they lock it up. I mean, there's the still... There's still like production going on. Like there's there's still people there, but there's no one on course, and there's no races that are going to happen after that. Yeah, and you probably won't get in trouble, right? I don't know. Not when you're getting fortieth. Yeah, the women's only pre ride is dumb. I've I've been like on the course with like five other females, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't care that you guys ride the course at the same time as us. Like, why would yeah, they, no, why they would, were encouraging us to ride with them? Yeah, why would they? Um, it's just silly." Yeah. The seventeen eighteen men's race is the first race of the day at like eight AM. Eight AM. That sounds terrible. Which is weird. Like Dude, that's the biggest course pre ride available technically is from seven fifteen AM till eight AM. Yeah. On on Sunday. So if you want to get there like eight hours before your race, you can do that. Yeah, but he's on my team. I feel like I have to be there to like support him. Okay. Which means I'm gonna be there which means I'm gonna be there like eight AM. Until I race at like 3 p.m. or something like that. Yeah. Most likely. Do we have anything else that we like needed to talk about or wanted to talk about? Or should we just do There's some There's nothing lesser? we ever need to talk about. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. What Was there other racing, though, this weekend? I didn't follow it. Yeah, what is down anything. country? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> no, are you talking about the about Davis? Some, some down country series that's like better than the Lifetime thing or whatever. I'm like, what the hell is down country? What is it? Told you guys, we need to open up our own series. Look, somebody did it. They opened up some stupid series. They're calling it down country. And they're yeah, down, <laughs> down country was already a category before they made this series. Uh, I mean, it was a vague category. category. Of what? We need to come it's up like, with it's like a category of it's bike. Technical. It's like a, Long technical cross country racing. I would say it's more a category of bike. It's a cross country bike that's like more capable than a typical cross country bike. Like it's probably got a dropper post and a one twenty fork and all of that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Davist, um, Steve Davis, for anyone DeVal? who doesn't know who that is. Davoust? I don't know how to say it. Whatever. I think it's Davoust. <laughs> His homies all say Davist. Oh, yeah. Whatever um, that guy. He, he like joined forces with a few other people to like come up with this series called the Single Track Series. Oh. I'm trying to classic. pull it up here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I saw Steve's Instagram post about it. Um, and it says, he's creating this race series of the most badass events throughout the U.S. Um, keep your eyes out to see how the downcountry racing is going to become the next U.S. racing discipline. Um, yeah, Sounds so like, I think it's like, like a, a lot of hype. What is this series called? Single Track Series. 2023 what ra- what Downcountry races? Race Series. What races uh, does it include? I think it's got Moab Rocks, hmm. Back. 40, which is in like BC, Downeyville, and oh, never heard one of other race. Oh, Grand Junction Off Road. Yeah, those are all gnarly races that you would probably want a down country bike for. Yeah, we should come up with a cool series. The so is yeah, is he just taking the shit that he wants to do and making a series out of it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. exactly. Wait, so Stephen, so these Devout, are all these are Stephen, all independent Stephen races. Devout is putting it on. Yeah, he he created the series. Oh, he's hosting wow. it or whatever. Um, okay. he's, he's bringing in sponsors and, and stuff to uh, put up prize purses. Um, but they're all like independent races that are now joined under one series four race yeah. series. That's Isn't cool. Isn't that what a series usually yeah. is? I don't know. I mean like the lifetime series is all lifetime events. Yeah. But that's like, think of any other, like the world cup is like in events that are then, I guess, I mean, maybe, I mean, they're UCI world cups. These are just yeah. like literally four. Like yeah, before this, the, no, these races were in no way related to each other at all. Yeah, other than the fact that they, you know, were self-proclaimed downcountry. Scott, I don't know if you've ever heard of these races, but they've been around for a while. Never heard of them. <laughs> you never heard of like Downeyville? <laughs> Downeyville? No. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? What is that? It's like a. It's like a race in California. It's in California, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a race in California where don't they like time you on an XC and then they time you on a yeah like, they do like a, a it's like an XC race then there's like a super D race and then there's like an enduro race so they they call it like the all mountain world champs so Sick. I was actually kind of surprised they didn't throw um, Cactus Cup into this because Cactus Cup sort of has always done the same thing like they've got like a short track race then they have a cross country race and they have a downhill race that's all part of an omnium but. Whatever, I don't know. I, it's not my series. Yeah, well, sounds cool. Maybe Down Country will be the next gravel. Maybe so, starting yeah, he, the series will be the next gravel. Starting the <laughs> series. So he actually came out and said that, like, halfway through the Lifetime series, um, I guess, like, Leah Davison came out and said, like, she wasn't enjoying the races at all. So, like, she basically pulled out of the Lifetime series. And yeah. Davis was like, yeah, actually, I feel the same way. And then he, he kind of bailed on the series after Leadville. So he just said, like, I'm not going to be forced to do these. Basically, the opposite of what Adam Roberge said. Like, I'm not going to be forced to do these gravel races that I don't really enjoy. I'm sure. just going to build my own thing and do my own gravel series or do my own mountain bike series. Yeah. And I, dude, like, I've had this conversation with Carson Beckett, who we've had on the podcast before. Carson, like, the kind of racing that he loves to do is traditional cross country mountain bike racing, an hour and a half. That's what he likes to do. And it's unfortunate that that kind of racing is not that popular in the U.S. 
uh, as gravel racing is right now. But he's like, oh, yeah, I'll apply for the Lifetime Series. And I'm like, none of the races in the Lifetime Series other than Sea Otter and Schwamigan are even races that you want to do. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, don't I, – I don't know, man. I mean, he he can do whatever he wants and anybody can do whatever they want. But it's like, don't apply for the series if you don't even want to do those races. You know what I mean? No. I'm going to apply just so I can turn them down. I, I think Scott has a better chance. <laughs> Scott's of that. job, dude. <laughs> dude, not people a, were not ta- according, dude. Not Scott, according so, to our listeners, dude. Lifetime Grand Prix uh, made a post like, "Who do you want to see in the series?" There were a lot of people tagging Scott. Dude, I think like at least ten percent of the comments I was tagged in. I know, dude. That's <laughs> a lot. Do they even yeah. listen to the I didn't podcast? Get tagged or? in any. I'm gonna go tag myself in it right now. I think somebody, somebody, somebody did say all the dudes from the Bonk Bros podcast, and then he tagged the three of us, and no. then some other dude responded to him and say, "Hey, don't forget about Dizzle." Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't follow the Lifetime series. Maybe that's why. Well, you're yeah, definitely not getting not. in then. Yeah, yeah, you have to follow them. Or, yeah, they check. You don't know about the. You don't know about the uh, Jeff Kabush thing. Yeah, we all we all discussed it on the podcast. Yeah, I knew about it. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, should we just get to listener questions then? Yeah, yeah, probably. Sure. Good. What is it called? I'm looking up Lifetime series and I don't see it. Are you serious right now? You can't find the Lifetime <laughs> Grand Prix Instagram page. Lifetime right now. Grand Prix. I was calling it series. There we go. There we go. Got it. Dude, when are you going to get me one of those phone cases? Yeah. What is that? Isn't that you oh, that's the one you want for your mom? Rock form. Yeah, rock form. Yeah, I want that. Um, Christmas. There we go. Giving Tuesday. Give me one. Let me write it down. If I don't write it down, I'll forget. <laughs> um, why is my phone not charging? What kind of phone uh, does she have? Uh, iPhone. I'll text you later. I need the exact model. Okay. Uh, okay, Dylan. Do you have any listener questions? Pull up. Did you get yeah. any on on Instagram? Uh, I didn't check the Bonk Bros Instagram. We do have a Bonk Bros Instagram page if you guys want to follow it, I guess. And I should be checking that for questions, but this one just came to me on my own Instagram. So last week, Daniel, he asked, he was like asking about whether pro gravel racers have a responsibility to support these grassroots gravel races. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about Pete Stetna, what Pete Stetna did versus what Keegan did. Um,. And then he sent me this. He said, I spoke to Ted last week. He says he feels a responsibility to support grassroots gravel. Hence my question to Bonk Bros. Sounds like Lawrence, Peter, Ted, and Ian want to support grassroots gravel. Maybe performance gravel and grassroots gravel can coexist in harmony? Question mark. So... Wait, I yeah, of course. What does he mean by, by performance versus grassroots gravel? I think what he's talking about is like these big gravel races, like the Lifetime Series and the UCI Gravel World Championships. BWR. BWR versus like these small, more local gravel races, right? Um, he's like, basically what he's asking. So he, what he asked last week is, do pro, big name pros have a responsibility to go to these grassroots gravel races in order to keep gravel grassroots gravel alive right and i said do whatever you want to do basically was my answer to that and now he's saying that uh like lawrence tendam pete stetna ted king ian boswell they all want to support grassroots gravel 
And now he's asking, can performance gravel, meaning like these bigger gravel races and grassroots gravel coexist at the same time? The, like, yeah, that's what mountain biking has been doing forever. There's grassroots mountain biking and there's like World Cup mountain biking. I don't see the problem with both of them coexisting. And like, I, this is this is the this is the answer that I gave him actually. Um, I said, of course they can, just like grassroots performance, grassroots and performance mountain bike does. Uh, I'm friends with all of those guys, but honestly, I get pretty tired of them constantly harping on the spirit of gravel. Just let gravel evolve like any other sport. See, I told you, Dylan has no heart. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like it's just like uh, you know, I don't know that they're such purists man like if gravel isn't isn't like some dude uh you know who just like they've got this idea of what gravel has to be and it's like anything that deviates from that it's it's like a problem and it's like hey how about it's not a problem how about you just let the sport Dude, but i don't think they do though like they're they're also going to the performance gravel races and racing their face off sure yeah so i i mean i don't know i don't i I think the demise of grassroots gravel is going to come from gravel itself. I don't think grassroots gravel will get demised. Like just because the UCI but eventually, is- eventually people are going to realize like doing 10, 100 plus mile gravel races in one season is like too much. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so well, th- what they're going to do is they're going to pick and choose the big ones. They're going to skip the yeah. local ones, which I think is a bummer because, because the local gravel races that I've done, are awesome like they're super fun a lot of them are put on well you can still go really hard if you want to like if you want to race at the front um people are still having a good time at the back like it's it's just like a big race it's just smaller (laughs) yeah i mean i would say most average joes are already doing that like they pick one or two that they want to do they're not doing all of them yeah yeah and i would say what keeps the grassroots races alive in the same context is actually the big races because the big races are growing so much that they're all kind of resorting to lotteries or at the very least, like they're selling out super quick. So like if you miss out on that big race, then you have no other choice, but to go to a smaller race. Sure. Or go race cycle. Yeah. I, I mean, grassroots mountain biking exists and high level performance mountain biking exists. I don't, I don't see any reason why the same can't be the same can't be true with gravel, you know? Yeah. With, I agree. Ro- with road, it's kind of different, I guess, but there are kind of grassroots road races and high level road races. There were, too. there was for a long time. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's that many grassroots road races anymore. At least not as many as there used to be. But I mean, there's still like yeah. grassroots crits and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's always, there's always going to be different levels of races, right? There's always mm-hmm. going to be high caliber races and grassroots races. I don't, you know, I don't think grassroots racing is going to die anytime soon whether it's gravel, mountain bike, or anything else, in my opinion. Yeah. And and I and again, I want to say this, like just like I said last week, if you're a high-level pro, like a Ted King or a Pete Stetton or a Lawrence Sindam, it's awesome that you go to these mom-and-pop races and support them because they are, that's, that's great marketing for them, and that's awesome that you want to do that. That's super cool. But like also at the same time, don't get all up in arms about somebody like Keegan that doesn't want to do that. Sure. All right. Next question. Dude, that was too serious. You guys were... <laughs> what do you got to say, Scott? Well, freaking butt in, man. 
non-seriousness. I to say that's why I didn't say anything. Have you ever done a grassroots gravel race, dude? There was somebody that there was somebody that asked a question about you. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Is the Southeast series a grassroots? Yeah, that's grassroots. Yeah, dude. So, tr- so I to- have I had someone who asked a question for you, Scott. This comes from Brian. Uh, he says I have a Bonk Bros question and a Matchbox question. We'll just do the Bonk Bros one. Uh, he says, is Scott going to remain part of the podcast after he moves to Europe? Mm. His stoner voice and no-nonsense takes compliment the rest of you bike nerds. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, we have to. We need you, Scott. I've never done marijuana in my whole life. <laughs> done marijuana? Dude, you just, you just disappointed the people. Any form. My whole life. Any form. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> so what do you say scott dude i found it yeah sure are you gonna stick around yeah well, dude if you, if you don't stick if, around if you give us money in the patreon yeah valued yeah. listener <laughs> what he said I, there was a there's a there's another question about you scott he said uh is he gonna scott, call me a stoner no um uh is this the question hold on it's cool uh, that I just find like, I just find it so, Scott. That's so cool. <laughs> this person says I just find it funny sometimes when you guys uh, try to ask. He's referring to you. Try to ask Scott questions, and he gives a one-word answer. It's especially funny because he's obviously a really talented cyclist. <laughs> he must follow you Why on Instagram. Um, this wasn't the original question. I think the original question was something like. Oh man! Where was I screen, this? Que- where I screenshot. I, I screenshotted the wrong thing. I'm sorry, man. I screenshotted. I screenshotted his reply to my answer. So go back and find it. I got another question in the meantime. Okay. All right. All right. Well, this question's for you and Scott and whoever I guess. But Greg oh, asks. Okay. I won't. I won't. I won't answer this one. <laughs> sorry, you guys. Sorry. I'll keep my mouth shut. Dang. <laughs> you. All right, he says, are you still aero AF if you and your bike are covered in mud? Ride like Scott and Matthew Vanderpool and aero don't matter. Greg. <laughs> Greg. Is that a question? <laughs> yeah, dude, he's asking if it matters if you've got mud on your bike. Oh. Uh, I actually have a serious answer to this, but Scott, if you want to give a, a not serious answer, you can. No, I don't, I don't need to answer it at all. <laughs> Go ahead. You know this has been tested in a wind tunnel? Mud on your bike? That must have gotten it dirty. (laughs) The wind wind tunnel? Yeah, probably. Dude, it'd be like a dust storm in there. Just be blowing dirt around everywhere. Yeah, once it dries it out. Yeah. (laughs) So so mud on your bike is slower than not mud on your bike. Really? No shit. Yeah. It's less aerodynamic. That's really and it weighs like twice as much. Yeah, I mean, having mud, there's a reason why cyclocross racers switch their bikes out when they get real muddy, right? Well, it's usually because like it stops working. Yeah, they usually stop working. Yeah, and like your tires are like cleaned. Right. Yeah. It makes the drivetrain less efficient. It makes your bike weigh more, and it makes your bike less aerodynamic. Did you see that one thing that I don't remember who it was, Dylan? Someone at Unbound put like sticky notes on their down tube. I was peeling them off. Yeah, I mean, have you seen the World Cup racers that? do that with duct tape? Like they no. put duct duct tape on their down, and they don't just put like a strip of duct tape on their down tube. They make it like all wavy. Yeah, it, yeah, it was like it was like wavy, like flapping and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they do that, and like World Cup mountain bikers, like Nino, are putting wavy duct tape on their down tube in a muddy race. 
For what? what does it do? It like helps deflect the mud or something? I honestly don't know. I think hmm. maybe they peel it off mid race and then all that mud that was on there is like now not weighing down their bike. And is it like easier to peel off if it's like in a weight like wavy? I don't know. Maybe. It, it seems like it. it'd be more surface area for mud to stick to. I don't know. Scott, right. you should do it at nationals. Maybe that'll be my secret. It'll be <laughs> snowing at nationals. No. Scott, I did find the original question about you. God. <laughs> I suppose this could be a comment slash question for the pod. Scott somehow manages to perfectly thread the needle of uh, based on merit, definitely deserving to be on a cycling podcast and <laughs> contributing absolutely nothing to said podcast. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm never sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never sure whether to be amazed or not. I guess my question is, what is Scott's mindset going into recording? Does he actively try to say nothing or does it just come natural? Big fan of the pod and your channel too, though. This is so good. That, that was worth looking up. That was, that was, that that was, was good. good. Exactly, dude. <laughs> dude, there was, there was some guy that emailed us, uh, that was actually like really, really pissed about how you weren't helpful whenever we like <laughs> had questions. <laughs> like he's like, Dylan's Dylan's the only one that's ever helpful that gives a helpful answer. Like like Scott Scott like sounds like he doesn't even want to be well, on. When the you're podcast. talking about like gravel rankings or some shit, I got <laughs> I got nothing to add. Like I don't care at all. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, ask, I mean, ask a question that I care about. I mean, it's kind of like I, how I feel like I don't have very much to contribute to a cyclocross conversation. Yeah, because you do gravel. Yeah, I don't know if I do contribute. To, do I contribute to the cyclocross conversation? No, dude, you were at you. You were the only one that was at the cyclocross race like a few weeks ago, and you didn't even have anything to talk about other I mean, than he didn't even crashing. He didn't even <laughs> come the second day. It's like your bro is racing twenty minutes away, and you can't come watch. Yeah, but like you didn't, didn't want to. You, you didn't. Finish. You didn't want to see me. Yeah, you, you didn't want me to see you that day. That was that was yeah, just embarrassing. That day sucked. Yeah, you're right. But I still <laughs> wanted you to come. You okay. could have scra- scraped me up off the ground once again. Dylan just has no heart. Oh yeah, I was gonna mention that from a few weeks ago. You guys made it sound like I like died at that race or something. I didn't. You didn't I, even it, show up for the podcast, man. We I know. That's like, what you guys made it sound like. You made it sound like that I crashed so hard that I couldn't come to the podcast. And that I, I wasn't on the podcast just because I was driving. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> but the way that you guys said it, you guys never like said, oh, he's driving. You just said, oh, yeah, he crashed really hard this weekend and left it at that. And it totally <laughs> was like a cliffhanger of like, yeah, he's in the hospital. We don't know if he's going to make it or not. Like, oh, it wasn't here. that bad. Yeah, I survived. At the end of at the end of the pod, we should have like put a little thing that said like this podcast is like dedicated in loving memory to Drew Dillman. <laughs> Give us money in our Patreon so that we can honor his his memory. <laughs> um. All right, we got more questions, dude. Actually, I don't have any other questions. I have more questions. Hold on. Okay, that I question. Some, I, I have some speaker questions. That I could, uh, that like I could rally up speakers. No, I mean like because I'm not a listener, I'm a speaker. Oh, oh. It's just questions that I have. This is this oh. is a roadie question, so this is not related to gravel. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah, yeah. All right, got a question for the pod. Road racing and crits. How many people are actually running tubeless? What's Scott running for tires? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably like uh, probably like half the people are running tubeless. Do you run tubeless? Yeah. Dizzle? 
28, two bliss, um, whatever the tire the local gator bike skin? shop had. Ah, oh, dude, if they <laughs> made gator skins and two bliss, that's what I'd have. No, so they were 28s and they were, um, you can name some gator skins up to name bliss. some companies. It wasn't Vittoria, Schwalbe, Schwalbe, Pro, the Pro Ones, Pro Ones, yep, yeah, dude, those are good tires in 28s. Yeah, I loved them. Uh, they're a little soft, like, I think I. You only flat. get like three races out of those. Yeah, I flatted one and and it's it's sealed and all that, but I was nervous about it like the rest of the year. Didn't we have a you discussion earlier about Yeah, man. <laughs> Didn't we have a discussion earlier about how like 32s might actually be better for crits because there's more traction? Yeah, that was like 4 episodes ago. I thought 28s last year were money. Yeah, I don't hey, know. this is a legit question though. About, you don't want about too much. I mean, why would you tubeless. want 32s though? Like, the only reason you would need 32s is like if if it's rough road, super bumpy. Yeah, yeah, most of it's pretty pretty smooth. Yeah, but do you think that it is or is not more traction on a corner with a 32 versus a 28? Mm, I think I think that I think you reach Doesn't a certain matter. point where it it's rubber on the ground. I mean, like what? What do you mean? I mean, I don't. Like, know. Whenever There's I a reason why 40s, a motorcycle, like a motorcyclist, has. I don't know how wide those are, but they're freaking that's probably a good three inches wide. That is, Why that don't they do narrow tires on those bikes? Dang. Probably because they would explode. Yeah. Well, also, yeah, okay. like, I think that they probably get more traction with that tire width. Do you think motorcycle racers has the, they have this many conversations about their tire width? Oh, as dude. we oh, do. Dude. About Motorcyclists are you nerdy would, AF. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. A hundred percent. Dang. You know, my my uncle uh, used to be, like, really into motorcycle racing. Travis and Pastrana? What? Is that your cousin? <laughs> no, not, like, dirt bike racing, like, uh, like track, uh, track, track racing. Yeah. And uh, he actually lost his leg doing that. Like, he's got a prosthetic leg. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, uh, I've, got a, I've got a good friend here who, who was big into track track racing for a while. So I can ask him if they ever, like change out the width of their tires wow yeah i, I wouldn't know i have a question related to the tubeless tire conversation this is Go. legit when you puncture a tubeless tire can you take it off and just put some like rubber cement on the inside and seal up the sure. hole yeah, they, yeah they've got patch kits like galvanized kits. rubber for that yeah there's like this me- this this gray tube of like it's basically like rubber cement it's like ef90 or something that a lot of get at the control at the your general hardware store or whatever um and i've been using that like i'll dab it all over the hole let it dry and then i'll seal it up the next day and it seems to work do you guys yeah want i mean actual- so, so some of that like if it's super like if it if it dries pretty stiff then it then it could be disrupting like the natural suppleness of the casing so like i would be mm-hmm. kind of careful or mindful of that okay. um but as long as it's like flexible then it yeah it should be yeah. fine Drew, just buy some new tires when you flat. Like, <laughs> no way, dude. <laughs> if they're good dude. tires, I'm not about to throw away a good so, tire. Yeah, so I would be careful with with road side. tires with with taking them on and off too many times. I would say that's that's kind of risky because you're you're wearing out the the bead uh, the bead, and if that bead starts to stretch, then it could blow off the rim. Well, then yeah. can't you just slap a tube in there? Yeah, but yeah. now when your face is sliding off the sliding across the pavement at twenty miles an hour. No, I know, but like, say you flat a tire, then you just use it as like a training tire. Slap a tube in that mm. bitch. I'm sure that's what Drew's doing. Like, don't do you, then you, do you have your you buy oh, a yeah. used to race on, and then yeah, you're I'm totally not racing on these ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want an actual 
like technical answer to the tubeless tire on the road answer? Not really. <laughs> Dude, so most pro teams are going to tubeless now because to like it depends on the tire, but they're finding that a lot of like the best made tubeless tires now are actually faster than like even latex tubes. Like that is yeah. the future. I, I believe in the last you call that a technical answer. I mean, it's more technical than what you said. You, you couldn't even remember what tire you used. No, I used was... the S-Works fucking turbos. <laughs> okay, g- good. So, tubular, tubular. Dude, so in the last tubular. the last hour record, Filippo uh, Ghana, you know how the, they always use tubulars on the track, right? Like, it's just like you ride the track, you use tubulars. It's like no one, no one ever, would ever think to use anything different. I believe Filippo Ghana actually used tubeless tires for his last hour record instead of tubulars. Interesting. Like that, is, that is the future. It Life. sounds like it's the present, dude. It is the present. I mean, yeah. back to the, um, back to the blowing your tires off the rim last year with this, with the zip three or three tire combo that we had. Hold on. I got, I got to move upstairs real quick. So I'm going to step off for a second. You can talk about tubeless tires. All right. The max pressure that we could run was like 65. So none of us ever ran over 65 PSI. The you entire, want to hear a funny story about entire... blowing tubeless tires off the rim? Let's hear it, buddy. Sure. When I was in college, I was just like had a road bike or whatever. And then I was like, I'm just going to set it up tubeless because the rims were tubeless, but the tires weren't tubeless. I remember like, this. Be fine. <laughs> so I just slapped some seal in there and pumped it up to like 90 PSI or something. Dude, it was, in the was, hallway of the dorm. Oh, dude. Blew it up and sealant went freaking uh, everywhere. Uh, all dude. over the walls and shit. And it I made kind of like story. a gunshot in the freaking dorm. Dude, so in, in college, we had like, we all stayed in this, in this, uh one hall and we had there was just like a hangout room of the hall that the cyclists basically we just like took over that room and we rode the trainer in that room we fixed our bikes in that room and that room got absolutely trashed like there was grease grease everywhere sweat puddles all over the floor yeah multiple body fluids in there I have a funny story with this too. I went in 2019. I made like the journey out west for a big block of mountain bike racing because I was like, okay, I need to like go see how I can do against the top mountain bikers in the country. So I went out to do the Whiskey 50 in Prescott, Arizona. And so this is like my first big national caliber mountain bike race. They have a pro riders meeting the Friday before all the racing happens, but Friday night is a fat tire crit. So what everybody Adam, you were this at this story race. Is, this story is classic. You were at this race. We were staying together. We were setting up our tires for the fat tire crit because you can put slicks on. You have to race your mountain bike, but you can put slicks on. And I'm literally pumping up my tires and a- ask Adam and the other guys we were staying with, like, I put my road tires up to like 100. Can I do that on my mountain bike? And they were like, yeah, sure, do it. But they were being sarcastic. And I didn't get the sarcastic part of it. So I literally pumped my tires up to like 80 PSI. We ride down to the pro riders meeting. While we're sitting in the pro riders meeting, everybody's there like Keegan, Howard Grotz, um, Kate Courtney, everybody that could be named in American mountain biking was sitting in this room, Jeff Kabush. and I and I'm in there, and all of our all everybody rides to these meetings, so everybody's bikes are like out there on the bike rack, and like right as the meeting is ending, it just boom, and everybody is like 
going out there and like laughing and pointing and they were all laughing and pointing at my bike. So I literally stayed inside and didn't go out there until everybody else had left. And it was like pretty obvious it was my bike too, because I had put a giant purple lightning bolt down the top tube as well. So like everybody knew it was my bike, but I was so embarrassed. I didn't go out there. And like two days later, the guy that got like third in the race was like, he saw my bike. We were like riding around pre-riding or something. And he saw my bike. He's like, oh, that was you. You got sealant all over my bike. (laughs) Cause I guess his was parked next to mine outside. I was like, so embarrassing, but oh well. Dang. Yeah. Good story. I, I, re- I remember that meeting. Jeffka Bush was like, hey, what happens if we lap the field in the and then grid? He, and then he did it. And and the race promoter was just like, dude, like, why are you asking that question? Like, you're not going to lap the field. And then he did it. Yeah. <laughs> By himself. Way to get into like yeah. people's heads, too. Like, I know, wait, dude. Dylan, you were even you were at that you, race? I was. was sick. I yeah. Oh. I remember yeah, seeing you. We didn't you. know you then. We, yeah, we were all there. I know, man. I knew him. Why? Well, I, I knew Drew, but yeah, I, I knew him, I and I remember. Him, I remember talking to him, and he was. Like, I was like, "Bro, you're not racing." And he was on the start. He was at the start, but not on his bike. He was just there watching. Wait, was, you went to the race, but you didn't race. He got yeah. Sick. I was just like, it was a. Uh, I was like performing so horribly during that general period of time. Over like I just over of I took I yeah exactly <laughs> I just I I ended up taking a week off and that was like exactly what I needed and then I was back to my normal self but yeah um okay I got I got more questions all right let's wrap this up it's dinner time yeah well, one one more talking about we've more. been we've only been on here for forty nine minutes that's we've plenty we've got like one, one how like another. On- how come on the podcast about nothing, you're like, oh, we can go till an hour. But on the podcast where we actually have topics, you're like only 30 minutes. Dude, this podcast is fun. The other podcast <laughs> is like work. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, Good answer. All right. This is probably a question for you, Drew. And yes. Adam. Yes. Good. Finally, something not uh, about Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to get an answer to this one, but if you each didn't have sponsors and money was no object, <laughs> what bikes would you be riding and why? <laughs> if I, oh, because you guys can't, literally can't answer that. Well, question. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest tr- with you. Right, you'll get in trouble. I'm going to be honest with you right now. If I could ride any gravel bike on the market, Factor has ticked off like every box for an aero gravel bike. Oh my god! Yeah, Dude, but I'm a hundred percent serious about that. Is that why you ride your mountain bike in like half of them? Well, I ride my mountain bike in the ones where like it's so rough that mountain bike tires are faster. But I don't actually think that that bike is faster. You see what I'm saying? Did they say what brand or what specific bike? Uh, what bikes plural would you be riding and why? Yeah, so I'm, brand. Not, I'm not sponsored by a cross bike company, and I chose to ride Trek this year. So Treks are e- easy to get, and I've had good luck with them in the past. Like for a cross bike, I've never ridden their mountain or their road bikes. I'm just talking their their crockets and their boons, mm-hmm. and I've liked them. So, I mean, like, why fix it if it ain't broken? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. That's my answer. But uh, if money wasn't an issue, man, I don't know. You just get a tr- you just get a Trek Crockett. That's it. Yeah, I mean, if I had one, if I had to pick one bike, I think I would probably pick the Trek Boon. I like, I really like my Trek Boons, mm-hmm. and I'm not sponsored by Trek, so yeah, I guess that's an honest answer. Okay, I mean, like bikes are so good now that it does it like 
I don't know. Does it does it even does it matter? matter? Like they're all good. Like seriously, like I think of the crap we were riding ten years ago, and it like wasn't good. Everything's good now. So just get a bike and ride it. Adam, how's the kid? Dang, look at that. He's y'all good. Going, y'all going for a bike ride? <laughs> no, dude. He just he like he's like in love with wearing a helmet. He just always wears <laughs> his helmet. Eating? What's he eating? He's eating yogurt. Oh, nice. Someone's probably gonna shit on us for someone eating on the podcast again. Oh, uh, don't no, it's a kid. The dairy. Wow. <laughs> it's a kid, guys. It's it's a kid. He can eat. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Dude, you can't right, eat we eating yogurt anyways. Yeah, it's not like freaking what peppermint pretzels or whatever. Pumpernickel hey, pretzels. Is, is Theo talking? Does he say words? Um, he says a handful of words, most of which are not really comprehensible, but all right. Yeah, I mean he's he's trying. Man, our kid is like not talking and, and Theodore, like, can you say bike? Bike. Bike. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, My uh our kid is not still isn't talking. She just does one syllable. You say well, say she, daddy, she, and she just goes, da. Oh, she she's not in daycare though, right? Nah, she's at home with us. See see you gotta you gotta get her surrounded by other smart kids. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She hangs out with other kids like three or four times a week. Okay. Yeah. She'll catch on. Um, yeah. Okay. We've got another tire question, but this one's cyclocross tires. Nice. All right. Dylan, I have another tire question for the Bonk Bros podcast, potentially. As uh, cyclocross nationals approaches, I have two file tread options in case it is snowy or icy. Specialized Tracer Pros or Challenge Chicane. Uh, the tracers are 60 TPI and the chicanes are 120 TPI. Which tire will give better grip in the snow and ice? Does the higher TPI tire always win no matter the conditions or would a higher rubber content tire grip better on ice? I do have tubulars if it's muddy, but for these uh, files, I'm on tubeless. That was Dude, way too 60, technical. 60 TPI tubeless tires are rough. Yeah, that was way too technical a question for either Scott or Drew to answer. Why? <laughs> I'm going to tell him I'm running, it, man. I'm running the exact same thing he just said. I'm going to have challenge chicanes set up tubeless for if it's icy, snowy, and I've got challenge limus and baby limus set up if it's muddy. What's your opinion on the tubeless. specialized tracer? Dude, it, I, I didn't. I thought the the I'm tracer was more of like an Scott. intermediate. <laughs> Scott, yeah, you would know. Isn't the tracer like a a mix? Uh, is that like the file tread one? Sounds like I. It. I didn't think so. I th- I thought I don't know. I don't know specialized tires all that much. But I think I they the only tracer... have like two tubulars. There's like a mud and then like a file. Oh, okay. It looks well, like a file to me. I don't. I run challenge. LMGFY. Let me Google what? that. Let me Google that for you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I I haven't again. If it's he's, snowing, or so he's got specialized tracers at sixty TPI, and he's got challenge chicanes at one hundred and twenty TPI, and he's wondering which one will grip better if it snows. Don't worry about the TPI. Dude. <laughs> That's a good answer. I mean, don't worry about yeah. the TPI, dude. So having never ridden either of these tires, if I had to make a wild guess, I would have to say go with the challenge tires. Yeah, the tracers yeah. have a lot more tread on them. They're like the ones with the little lightning bolts on them. That's I what would I thought, ride yeah. both on course and see which one is better. Like, yeah, so what, it, what is the so what is the sometimes when it's icy though? And Drew, Drew, you can you can you were probably were you at Connecticut seven years ago or whenever it was there? Five, no, six but years I've, ago? I've raced in the snow in Europe a few times. Well, snow is different than ice. 
But like you can you can flat pretty easily riding rough like frozen terrain. So I don't know. Maybe the sixty TPI ones would be uh, more flat resistant. The Challenge tubeless tires do flat very easy. I actually I actually flatted a Challenge chicane tubeless tire today on my ride. <laughs> Right like today, yeah. what what is the Wait, tread pattern on? You should have led with that, dude. Is this guy running tubeless? Or yeah, tubeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is what's the tread pattern? The chicane is like nothing on the on the middle, and then the it's big got old like side knobs. No, they okay. trimmed them down. It's not as they're not as big as they used to be, but they're still a pretty big side. Knob. They pretty look big. like yeah. the Limus sidewall, but or, but they're but they're like trimmed down. They're like very small. Yeah, like the like they make the dune. Which is like a true file, like it's like, like it's just a sand like, tire. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's primarily for sand. Like when when you just when traction isn't really an issue, you just want to go faster the sand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wait, so, so he's got so both one these thing, tires. He's got both these tires. He's just wondering which one he should run. So so one thing I learned when when I raced in China like three or four years ago, and there were a bunch of euros there that I was talking with. They they pick their tires based on the tire they want for the straights not the corners mm. Mm. which is like opposite of what i did before that i always was like you know i wanted cornering traction and they're like don't worry about the corners like if you have to go a little slower in the corners it's fine you're gonna make up way more time on the flats and the straights that's not true on the that's what they said that's what they said the, that's how on the start they, line at the fayetteville race where it was super dusty dry straightaways i thought filed tread would make sense because there's a lot of straightaways and everybody was on a mid like a griffo and i so i switched for the next race and i thought the griffo was better but i was the only one on files on the friday race <clears throat> dude i don't know i'm just telling you what they told me man maybe yeah i don't know dude i think that euros like pro euros they sometimes they just have like old school ways of thinking and a lot of times they're not correct agreed what are you talking about dude you have old school ways of thinking you still hate aero sucks <laughs> <laughs> i told you yesterday that i i it there's a there's a there's two two categories to socks you can be wear your socks because they're aero or you can wear your socks because you want to market whatever is on the socks mm-hmm. and i lean more towards the if I have an unarrow pair of ignition coach co sign up for coaching ignitioncoachco.com <laughs> socks, then <laughs> I'm going to wear those socks every time over the arrow socks. So in yeah. an ideal world, I'd get ignition branded arrow socks. And I asked you about that yesterday. You're supposed to hook me up, man. All right. I'll let you know about that. In yeah. a, I, Custom arrow so, socks. So I guess my answer to should I, if I would market something or would I rather go faster, my answer is I'd rather go faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's Factor got to say about that, huh? Dude, Factor loves that, dude. They're all about going faster. That's why they've, they uh, have the fastest gravel bike that I would prefer to ride over any other gravel bike. Good. I'm saying <laughs> if somebody was paying you to wear not aero socks, you'd still wear aero socks. I wouldn't accept the money. I would so that just... so that you could be faster, so that you could win all that prize money at Unbound. No, it's not about the prize money, dude. It's about going fast. That's it. Just to go fast. Dylan's such a purist, man. He's just all about <laughs> that fast speed. Like, dude, I I'm not kidding you right now. I have turned down sponsorship offers from companies that I don't like that I think that are are going to be slower. Wow. So privileged. <laughs> if, if any of those slow companies wanted to sponsor me, I'd be stoked. I would take a slow sponsorship. Okay. All right. 
It's an hour. <laughs> Turn this All off. Right, it's, uh, <laughs> it's been an hour. It's dinner time. I gotta go. All right, adios, Theo. Theo, can you say bye-bye? Say bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, man, he's so much smarter than my kid. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to suck, man. <laughs> All right, adios. All right, press see the, you guys. Press the end record button. <laughs>